What's cracking? It's your homie, Lil Mystery. You are now listening to the Emo Brown Podcast, the downest fool in Chula Vista since AC Slater, homie. You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Magrito.net. Ladies and gentlemen and voters of elections local and state and nationwide. This episode of the Emo Brown Podcast is brought to you by Grasshopper. For all your medicinal recreational cannabis needs, Grasshopper, ghbuds.com. And if you are so lucky to be a member of the Emo Brown Social Club, take your card, make it clack, get 15% off. Excited. A little bit of a follow-up show today. A little bit of a peeling back a new layer kind of an episode today. We have Amar Kampanajar talking about all things Chula Vista. What up, brother? Akila Mas. What's good? It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I, you know, thank you for you know opening your place and letting us do our victory event there. You did. Yeah. You, you totally did it at um, Third you. Avenue yeah. on the on the front of uh, Three Punkels in our patio right. area. We How had, was that? It was great. We had Daryl Roberts, shout out to the firefighters. We had everybody there. We had the Neighborhood Market Association, labor, everybody was there. It was a big festivity. Let's talk about how you got there. Yeah. Let's talk about how you well, got drove. there. How was, <laughs> how, oh, well, that's very un, uh, green of oh, you, my friend. Tesla. Okay, Tesla, my bad. Let's talk about the path through the primaries that led for you to actually be on the final ballot for November. You know, um, you know, we, we knew that we had to kind of defy gravity because we knew voters left to their devices would just fall on, he, he's drinking whiskey right now at noon, just so you know. And I Damn. am too. And we're smoking cigars. He's having one for the first time. Never had a cigar. And he's doing it like a champ. He's really? Like, yeah, you're doing a great job. With a C or an S, because I'm a champ. champ. <laughs> so we just knew that if we if if things were left their own devices, voters would just say, let's just pick the two city council members. Okay. Right? So we had to kind of break in there and really prove ourselves and say, we need a new vision, new, fresh, different. Kind of the same platform we talked about on the last podcast and we did it in a way that everyone was able to hear about, right? We knocked and talked and walked. Uh, we went to the farmer's market every Sunday from 10 to 2. And on Thursday, we went to the one in East Lake, And we talked to literally every person we can. Even the people who are in this district, by the way, where your new studio is, Southwest Chula Vista, oftentimes neglected part of Chula Vista. Yeah, there's no voters there. That's how people think. Really? They focus mainly where you live, Northwest Chula Vista and District 1. And East Lake District 2, right? Mm-hmm. Or District three. 3. Well, District 1 is mine. Yours is District, district two. 2. And East Lake And is. then, well, that's District 1. District <laughs> 3 is like millennia. Look at him. Tripping him up. Look. I know. I, one, I had, had some whiskey and now I don't even know where I live. Um, or my name. So yeah, that's how people think about it. District 4 gets neglected and we really focused and doubled down. And obviously, Andrea Cardenas' endorsement was huge for us there in the end. Um, and we, we made it out. And now... We have the Unity Campaign. I've been endorsed by Jill Galvez, who was a, a fierce competitor. Rudy Ramirez, who I know you were fond of. Yeah, he's a good dude. I actually sat with him and we sat knee to knee, had a cigar just like this. And he came around to endorsing me. Even Spencer Cash, who is an independent and an army major, is endorsing me over his, uh, his veteran colleague, John McCann. I knew nothing about Amar Kampanajar, the politician. Truth be told, I'm not very much in tune with politics and how it works until uh, it 
breaches Chula Vista territory. You know, I live here. I'm raising my family here with my wife. We have children in the school district. We have businesses in our district here in Chula Vista. So all of a sudden, I almost feel like it would be very ignorant of me if, if at the very least, I didn't know who was running for office, who was running for mayor, you know? And that was the whole premise of having all of the candidates in the primaries jump on the podcast shoot their shot, tell us their stories. Why should we vote for you? Who are you as a person? Who are who are you as a potential mayor candidate for Chula Vista? I, and I didn't know you at all, zero. I mean, and, and people would tell me and get in my, oh, this is about tomorrow and this. It's not all flattering and it's and it's not all good, but mm-hmm. I got to know politics. you as a, yeah, it's politics, yeah. man. And I got to know you and I said, all right, you know what? I don't know too much of his politics. We'll learn that. Mm-hmm. But I knew by talking to you, I was like, all right, he seems like a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Seems like somebody you can connect with. You were banging that drum hard. Mm-hmm. You were banging the drum that echoed across all Chula Vista. We want to bring change and mm-hmm. something different to Chula Vista to the point where Voice of San Diego started uh, making, creating right. articles, writing articles, having people on their platform, talking about it. I was invited on a platform you on a panel. That, by the way, they, they really deferred to you as the voice of Chula Vista. And about that, uh, around that time when I reached out to him, that's when I realized, because I wasn't talking about you initially when I said, you know, I just feel like Chula Vista needs, you know, a, a right. different set of eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like now that Ms. Mary and she killed it as I feel that like she killed it as Mary. And again, Nothing politics, her, again, with politics, you're not going to make everyone happy. No. You know, you're not, you're, you're going to piss some people off and you're going to make some people happy. And that mm-hmm. I feel like Miss Mary did a great job. And mm-hmm. I'm speaking from experiences as a business owner right. on third Avenue and what we had to do to navigate during a pandemic. Um, she brought, in essence, she brought craft beer along with Scott Donaghy to Chula Vista on her during her term. So I looked to her as, oh, you did an excellent, excellent job. Right. Next person who comes in is going to have, you know, big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like we need to find somebody who has a fresh approach. And when I was talking to Andrea from uh, Voice of San Diego, I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't know who it is, mm-hmm. but it sure sounds like it might be Amar just based right. on the conversations I've had with him. And that's why I won, man. You think so? Yeah. The primaries were tough for you, bro. The primaries were tough for you. They were tough. And, um, but now we're moving forward, man. You know, like it it was tough. That's what campaigns are. It's, it's built in, you know, it has to be fierce. We love our city. All of us do. I love the city. Um, Where's your Chula Vista tattoo? How much do you love it? All right. Well, if that's the, none of us should be running. You should be running. Let me tell you this. (laughs) Let me tell you this. You win Chula Vista mayor. You get. I'll get a tattoo. You sure? No, no, no. Right there. Of that right there. And maybe let me finish. You get a Chula Vista tattoo on your arm. Of that. All right. You down? Yeah. You heard it here, Marcelo. You have to, I don't know if you have to sign off, but yeah, it looks I'll like if, if you win, we will be having a, a tattoo party. Okay. Do you so. know a guy or a gal? Many. Shit, oh. I got somebody in the crew that can do it for you if you stick around for another hour. It's <laughs> I, on, man. You're pretty confident about me winning. If I'm pretty confident that I want to see you get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Which means you want to see me get elected. I want to see change. And, and, and I've spoken. Everybody, and again, this is just me personal experience of who I spoke to. Yeah, man, I, 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 I like you. You know, um, it's I, not change though. Mm, it's not change. Go ahead. It's moving forward. It's building on what we've done. You know, I'm not trying to undo what Mary Salas has done or Steve Padilla or Cheryl Cox. I grew up in their the city that they built, right? And I was with um, Mary at the Bayfront uh, opening what two three weeks ago, and she looked at me and she said, "You know, this is about planting seeds." And then somebody else will inherit the plant and somebody else will have to be the custodian of the plant. She said it more eloquently. Community. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, like, it's really, it's, it's a relay race. It's passing of the baton. 
I told her I promised to make her proud. She says, you have a lot to learn. I said, who better to mentor me than you? Damn, look at you, man. And so I hope that, you know, we could build off of what she's done because we owe a lot of things to her and her steady hand through the pandemic, through, you know, the Bayfront, that 25-year, 30-year promise. That's a lot of her work. And there's a lot of people who are running for office right now who are in office, who are trying to be mayor, taking credit for her work, mm. saying that they're the ones who are going to help pay off the 125 when it's Mary who's been doing that. A lot of us just need to make sure that we finish what she started. And that's it. But I really, you know, I think she's going to be the matriarch of our city for as long as she's around. How did you navigate through primaries, knowing that all yeah. the all of these cards were up against you? You you had you had obstacle after obstacle to try to overcome. Not people not knowing who Amar mm-hmm. the person is. People not knowing Amar the politician and, and your background and what you've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who haven't heard that first episode, why don't you give us a little background on where you're from, what you're about, what you've done, why you feel qualified to be the yeah. mayor of our city. Yeah, well, it helps when the governor says that I'm qualified to do the well, job, right? We'll get to your but, endorsements, relax. But, there, but here's the reality, man. Like, you know, um, like a lot of us, my campaign manager included, we move around a lot because of affordability. And my story, you know, I grew up in West Chula Vista off of J Street on Woodlawn and Kearney. It doesn't get more hood, more Chula Vista than that. I mean, Woodlawn and Kearney, you know where that is. That's- Your socks would say otherwise. I don't think they're very high today. <laughs> well, at least I'm wearing some. He's wearing <laughs> flip-flops and no, no, no. Beach Boy <laughs> shorts. Flip-flops, no. Guaraches, yes, my oh, friend. Okay. And right. you know they're authentic because they have Goodyear tires as the platform, my friend. There you so. go. There you go. <laughs> nice little product placement there. I hope they're giving you money. No, um, and then when my grandfather died, he wrote in his will to sell the house. Tragically, right? To go live, to, to go buy a house in East Chilvis. So obviously, I'm eight years old. I don't have any decisions in this. But then I go to high school in Eastlake, right? I go to Eastlake High School and I get a great education, Southwestern College, San Diego State. Get to go work for a presidential campaign and then I get to go work at the White House and the U.S. Department of Labor. You make or, it sound so nonchalantly. Like it was like, that's those were just me leveling up. No, it one just, month it just to the happened. Next. It yeah. just, it, there was a lot of hardship in between those things, but I'm giving you the cliff notes. We could talk more extensively about that some other time. But, you know, my grandfather believed that your zip code determined your destiny. And after 93 years of living, he decided, let me move my family out of here. And that to me is heartbreaking. I want to make sure that Chula Vista is the kind of city where a kid born in West Chula Vista has the same opportunity as a kid born in East Chula Vista. I'm running for mayor to prove my grandfather wrong Mm -hmm. as much as I love him. And I've been hitting the ground running, right? We went to the Bayfront opening. I spent four hours with UCSD at their campus with the chancellor two days ago talking about trying to get a university here, right? And they showed us all the admissions of all of our Chula Vista kids, where they're coming from. 400 of, uh, of their students are from Eastlake High School, transferred over. 180 are from at Castle Park. And that right there is the tale of two cities, right? Doesn't mean that kids from Castle Park aren't as smart or smarter than Eastlake kids, right? It just means they don't have opportunity. And the job of the mayor is to create equal opportunity. And Mary has tried to do that. And she's been successful in many ways. I mean, Third Avenue, right? But how do we build on that? That's why I'm running for mayor. This is not a stepping stone. This could be my tombstone. If I do this right for eight years, this could be my legacy. And I'm happy to be a father after that. I'm dead serious. How many times have you used that? This is not a stepping stone. This could be my tombstone. Today, three times. Shit. But it's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth, man. Like everyone's like, oh, you want to run for Congress, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, there's four. Do you? There's 435 members of Congress. There's one mayor of Chula Vista. Agreed. And that is a and, noble statement. And but you could have more influence as mayor and impact. I've been running for office for a while. Yeah. I want to make an impact. 
And I don't know after eight years of being mayor, I'm being real, that I want to be a freshman congressman sitting in a janitor's closet, having to like... Not after having the spoils of being Chula Vista After having there. made the impact, yeah. right? And so I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the future holds. I'll be 42 when I'm termed out, but my commitment is to be here for all eight. It's a great age. 42. Yeah. <laughs> if you had your way, what is the ultimate goal? How high do you want to take this in, in, in the political game? How high? How far? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not thinking about it that way. No? Honest to God. I There was a time when I did. But you no. catch a lot of shit for that topic. Yeah, yeah. You I catch mean, a lot of shit. A lot of people are... If my biggest, if my biggest flaw is that I'm ambitious mm. and I'm channeling that ambition for our city, sue me. But that's what I want to do is deliver for our city. Do you want someone who's going to just be like, I want the title and not do anything? There's plenty of people who could run for office and deliver that. But if you want someone who's going to put their shoulder to the wheel and work their ass off every fucking day for this city, I know a guy. I'm not running, so yes, I'm, yeah, I'll be... I'll put, I, if you want <laughs> someone who will work almost as hard, I'll, I'm running for office. So you navigated... Through the primaries, five other people in the uh, same corner as you are petitioning, fighting. It got a little bit nasty, not too nasty. It, it got a little bit dirty. And I always like was curious about small town politics. I would assume small town politics would get a little bit more grimy than on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. Some of these people that you were running against in the primaries, eventually, mm -hmm. through their support and endorsement behind you. Right. Who did that? How did you do that? How does it feel that they did that? Well, Jill Galvez and I, you know, fought pretty fiercely and, um, what's up brother? Um, fought pretty fiercely and, um, you know, we, we, uh, we got to know each other. You know, she thought I, I worked in the mail room, but she didn't know I was a GS 12 in the federal government, which is a pretty high ranking position. Um, my brother's in the Navy. He's like, that's the equivalent of a commander. I'm like, I can't say that, but he's like, you no, just did. It is. You he's just like, but did. it is. And that's what I'm telling you. What my brother said, my brother could say that he's a Naval officer. Um, but he's like, you have experience. Don't let people run over you and say, cause you're too young. You don't have experience. You've worked in federal government and national nonprofit in business. You're from here. You know, no one's going to take your diploma away. You know, we're living in the house we've had for 20 years since I went to high school. No one's going to rob you of your story. And how many people try to rob us of our stories, especially people of color, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to let some white guy do that to me. I'm not going to let John McCann try to rob me of my story. Um, so I spent time talking to Jill about that. And she was like, you know, I didn't know that. And we got to know each other. We spent four hours walking around the Bayfront, which nothing's built yet. So it was her just showing me where things are going to be, where the Gaylord's going to be, where the convention center is going to be, the 70 acres of park, all the wetlands and everything that's that the future holds for this city. Um, I, I got to tell you, she inspired me to even work even harder for this city. And we're going to be working together. You know, um, she's committed to, you know, be on my team and help me out. So for those people who are like, you know, Amar hasn't worked in government, I'm going to have Jill Galvez by my side helping me navigate that stuff. She jumped on board. She endorsed. She endorsed. Rudy Ramirez Rudy jumped Ramirez. on board. He endorsed. Yeah. Spencer Cash. Spencer he... Cash endorsed. Zaneda. Zanita's helping me, okay, um, but she's not one to like publicly endorse because of her her job, her day job. She doesn't want to get involved. But she's introducing me to folks. Just yesterday, last night, we were talking, um, and she's she's a good friend. She's great people, uh, and then there are other people that I can't just announce yet locally because uh, they want me to. What wait. about that mayor endorsement? Is that something that that I'm assuming is a target or or, or, or that you want to procure the Mary Salas endorsement? The Current mayor of Chula yeah. You know, I've ran into her three times this week and we've talked and, you know, she, she's slowly, you know, opening up to it. Um, 
and she, you know what she told me is like go work hard endorsements aren't the most important thing they're not right get talking we've seen to, that happen right in fact you know one of my opponents had all the endorsements and i still was able to prevail you have to work hard get your message out have the resources to tell your story um and the difference between me and my opponent is whenever you hear you know he says me 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 i did this i did this i've been around for 20 years for me it's not about me it's about we and leaders build teams if you don't have a team you're not a leader you're a guy taking a walk i'm going to build a team that includes you know joe galvez and spencer cash and rudy ramirez and a whole host of people the governor you know i'm going to bring state funding with the governor's support who just endorsed me how does that feel, man, and get the governor's support? You know what? I'll be honest with is you. Is that an achievement? Is that like for you, like a, a oh, new level unlocked? It, 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 it's an honor. But you know what actually meant more to me? And I was telling you this offline. Alex Padilla, the U.S. Senator, not Steve Padilla, also a great man, but Alex Padilla, the U.S. Senator for our state, the highest ranking Latino, the highest ranking Mexican-American, you know, calls me. And it feels good to be seen the by- The highest ranking Mexican in the land, yeah. bro? That's a hey, that's a title. That's huge, man. Jeez, not bad, man. And you know he's from. Sorry, Ohio. Lieutenant Oyos. <laughs> I almost feel like U.S. Senator. Damn, well done. Oyos is good people, man. Um, but I felt seen by one of our own. It's more than just being seen. It's someone in that elevated place being able to say, "Look, you're one of us. We want to see you succeed. We want to see Chula Vista succeed." That means a lot. And then he looked at me and said, "When we go to Chula Vista, he's going to come down here before November." He wants to see, find the best um, carne asada fries. Carne asada fries. So shout out okay. to everyone else. PSA, bring bring your A game. Lolita's everybody. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll arrange a, a nice little uh, a, a list, a little list of, of three, the top three carne asada fries. So everyone listening in, shoot those DMs on my way. Mm-hmm. Best carne asada fries. I know who I like, but I won't say it. I don't want to. You said it. It's Lolita. Yeah. Oh, for sure. OG. Does this kind of support, endorsement, backing, add more pressure no. to what the essential goal is of running for mayor and procuring that space? No, it doesn't. It just tells me that we're on the right track. The vision is is being adopted by people. People are not just saying we support you. They're putting their name on me. They're like, we know what you're doing. We believe in what you're talking about. We want to see the university. We want to improve public safety and, and, and decrease crime. We want to support our police, but also make sure that our firefighters are being taken Let's care of. Let's get into that then. What What is the vision? What is the plan? What is the platform you're running on to become Chula Vista's next mayor? Yeah, so look, first you got to look at the problem. The problem in our city is that we have the highest sales tax in the whole county. And the reason is, is because we have a shortfall of people spending their money in our city. Not, you know, your listeners are very loyal to Chula Vista, but a lot of Chula Vistans don't, shop where they live, right? They end up going every day. The biggest employer in Chula Vista is San Diego, right? Mm, so first mm. of all, they go to work in yeah. San Diego. They spend their gas. They, they get their gas in San Diego. They come down. They go to UTC and Gas Lamp and Liberty Station. They don't spend their dollars here. So we have a, a drainage of sales tax every single day. And what we need to do is reverse the traffic from south to north, north to south. How people coming down from North Park come to your brewery, mm. not the other way around, yeah. right? Um and if we do that, that well, was a goal, right? That, and that was happening. a goal. Yeah, that was happening. for us for sure. It was definitely a goal. It's like, all right, why are we leaving here, going to downtown, going to North Park, mm-hmm. going to North County, going to East County? I was like, mm-hmm. to the point where I asked friends who worked in those areas, like, hey, who? What's the major demographic demographic coming here on a Friday, Saturday, Wednesday? 
majority were people from the South Bay. Mm-hmm. San Isidro, Imperial exactly. Beach, you know, Chula Vista. I'll include a Paradise Hills, a Barrio Logan, and right. an Imperial Beach. Like all of those people were heading north to spend our dollars. So I agree. Right. So the city manager, I, I met with Maria Kachadorian last week, and we were talking about this issue. How do we bring public amenities so people could invest their dollars here? Not just Chula Vistans, but everybody, right? So public amenities like a university, right? Like a, like a major bayfront development, which we're going to get, right? It's going to be the biggest bayfront in the western seaboard, not just in the county, the western seaboard. And um, it'll attract conventions. Maybe we'll get part of that Comic-Con spillover to our city, which would be huge. Um, if you get a university, you're going to get a stadium eventually. I know it. I yeah. know it. I could feel it. You know that too. Oof. Soccer fans. And talk, to your, talk to your next guest about that. Ricardo Campos. Yeah, he wants to do like an academy for the Loyals here in Cholo. Nice. We talked about that. I don't know if that's off the record, but now it's not. That's a valid point you bring up prior to the beachfront, the bayfront. I was talking to Lieutenant Oyo's earlier in the week and he mentioned to me that uh, he was in conversations with certain leaders, local leaders and state leaders as it relates to what is going on on the Bayfront on J Street, mentioning that, hey, Chula Vista is one of the only locations along the coast mm-hmm. where Close property value That's right. is lower the closer you get to the Bayfront, to the water, to the ocean. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind, man. Yeah. That blew my mind. But right. I feel like that, it's a short-term thing now. I, with right. everything going on right now on the on J Street on, on, and on the Bayfront, I feel like that's that script's about to get flipped. Right. And here's the thing. You know, if I was running for mayor in a city and I have to grow its economy, we have the sales tax issue, we have a drainage of our own resources out of our city, we're a bedroom community, you know. Uh, and I was thinking, how am I going to grow the economy? And if I didn't have a big city, land, we have land, we have workforce, we're the workforce of the whole county, right? Chula Vista. And natural resources from the mountains to the water. We have everything that we need to be a self-sustained city. So what do we need to do to make that happen? We need public amenities to make ourselves a global city, a university, a bayfront, a stadium. We do that, we're not going to have this this financial problem that we have right now. And Maria Kachadorian, the city manager, she said to me, if I could focus all of our energy on one thing, she said it'd be university. Because look at La Jolla before UCSD. It was nice, but it wasn't much. But when they brought the university, new jobs, new industries, new housing opportunities came in. So that's what a university in, in Chula Vista, exactly. east or west, looks that's like. That's right. Okay. And the Bayfront, we have to make sure we have a mayor who cares about the community. Because I want to make sure the Bayfront brings revitalization, not gentrification, right? My big fear, Steve, is I don't want to price out the locals. Because when you're going to see property values go up and people can't afford the rent. So for homeowners, it's great, right? Because their property values will go up. But what about for those who are renting? And so how do we make sure we build more housing that's affordable for people, right? Not necessarily Section 8, but housing that people could afford, rent, and eventually move towards home ownership, that dream of home ownership, right? It's, it's home ownership that allowed me to, to have wealth in our family, to move to East Lake and, and have this prosperity. I want everybody in West Chula Vista to have that same prosperity built on building wealth and having a home. It's never been harder in the history of my life to mm-hmm. purchase a home than now. Right. I have friends who have purchased homes on the mm-hmm. west side of Chula Vista and the amount that they buy it today, I'm like, oh, wow, that seems like a lot of money, right. you know? And obviously when we had our property on the west side and we purchased, it was a lot less, but that was early, that was in the year 2000. Right. How do we get that? What are the steps needed to take to make, like you mentioned, <clears throat> being a homeowner in Chula Vista more of a reality? Because right now it just seems like it's a far-fetched dream for most of us. I mean, the only way is inventory. You got to build more housing, 
right? You build more housing and you lower the cost. The other thing is that tapping into resources like our governor, he just introduced legislation, $600 million for, to spend to help subsidize first-time home buyers, newlyweds with kids, right? That's the demographic that's looking for that dream of home ownership. There's resources out there. But right now, I mean, the city manager told me like we, we need to improve our political and legislative like muscle in city hall to go and capture those federal dollars and those state dollars because we just don't have that mechanism. And that I know sounds wonky and maybe your listeners are dozing off, but that's our tax dollars being put right back into our city. We pay federal and state taxes every single year, but we don't get back what we put into the system. And if we get that money back, we can subsidize housing. We could pay our firefighters and our police officers. We could get you know, uh, what they call P3, public private partnerships for a university to get funded. We could do things in a way that's funded by Chula Vistans, our tax dollars for Chula Vistans. But we've missed out on those opportunities for 20 years. And, and no one's fault in particular. But with me as mayor, you're going to get somebody who, yes, spent time in Washington, has federal experience, can bring federal dollars, has relationships in Sacramento with the governor and others, and can bring those dollars, Steve. Because that's in the end, it's, it's like business. You got to talk brass tax dollars. You could talk about these lofty plans to fund the police, but we, we are 40 police officers short. And how are we going to get the funding for that? You know, my opponent, when he was, when he first got elected as city councilman, we had more police then than we do now. And it's because we don't have the revenue stream. We haven't grown the economy and we have to grow the economy to do these things, to fund our city, to fund our neighborhoods, to fund our schools. You know, Castle Park just got $40 million. They were in the headlines a little bit, probably like what, three months yeah. ago or prior to the primary. And I was all over that. Yeah. yeah. So what, what exactly was the end result? Cause everybody who was running decided, you know what, I'm going to throw my hat into this castle park situation mm-hmm. right now. So what ended up happening? Give us a 40, little background. $40 million was just approved to help revamp their facilities and their, and their field. Cause their field was just full of holes and rocks and kids were getting hurt and you know, they were embarrassed because people would come compete against Castle Park's teams and kids up in La Jolla would be like, this is a terrible, this is a terrible field. It's embarrassing, right? We're going to fix that. $40 million. That's not nothing. That's that's going that to help revitalize that whole school. And they got that money from the state. It was awesome to see the community rally together and yeah, fight man. for that. And yeah. young people leading yeah, the charge. Yeah, for sure. You know, for all the, all the crap we get for being young people in politics... Young people are, are surely turning this country and this city around. So I wouldn't knock young people running for office. They seem to have a couple things going for them. Take it easy, man. I'm nobody, just saying. Nobody here is knocking No, anybody. Steve, you're this also in that guy, young category. Bro. You're in that Jeez, young category I am a Generation too. X, sir, my friend. You're I just, 42. I just you recently like you're 12, became, I just recently okay. became aware that I am Gen X, mm. you know, for, for I, 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 and only because somebody said, you're a millennial. I was like, no, no. Or am I? So I looked online. I was like, no, nah, okay. Are you cool. like on the cusp? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm right there. And, and. Some of my best friends are also Generation X, so I mean, I guess I only bang with the with my kind of well, people. What about me? Am I well, top you're, liver? well, you're what? Are, what are you? Are you a millennial? Or you're yeah, young, yeah. or you're younger than me? Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. I think you're too young to run for office, sir. Well, Frankly, I think you're inexperienced. That's ageism. I think you're inexperienced. I don't like ageism in any direction <laughs> against the old or the young. So why you run for mayor, man? I've heard all of it. We talked you've, about you've it. You've told already. me it all, but it just seems like it comes with a set of headaches. Mm. You're built for this. Yeah. Your, your skin is thin the, or is it, the is it voters, calloused? The voters have spoken, man. Yeah. We got through a very tough primary and the voters. It was close. Spoke. It was close. Yeah. But have when, the voters spoken? Yeah. All right. Because it was, it was, it was within a hundred, the hundreds. Right. Right after. 
I remember and, going to the uh, the Voice of San Diego panel that they had in East Lake when we were discussing right. that, they, and there was uh, they were unable to announce like, oh, and it looks like it's right. going to be John McCann, right. and it's going to be Amar right. or, Jill, or Jill. You know, yeah, we ended up winning by over a thousand votes. But it, whether you carried a Jill sign or a Rudy sign or a Spencer sign or uh, you know Encarnacion sign, we're all under one banner now, right? And and we have a vision for the future, and it's not looking at the past twenty years; it's looking about the next twenty years. And if my opponent had anything in his pocket, any secret way to help improve the city, he would have done it in the last 20 years. We need new, fresh, different blood. You know, to quote my friend Steve here, we need, I don't know if we call it change, but we need to move forward and build. I said that? Done. You said it's the voice of San Diego. Oh, I say a lot you of shit that change. I have no idea, dog. No, nah, you're smarter than you want <laughs> listeners to think, but you're a smart guy. And I agree with you. We do need to see, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, but put some rims on it. You know what Damn. I mean? Look That's at you, bro. Look at you. That's right. Chula Vista, huh? Yeah, man. Mm. And I'm I'm proud I'm proud of uh I'm proud of this city. You know, th- what broke my heart is I I said this earlier that 400 kids from East Lake are in UCSD yeah. and 180 are from Castle Park. Correct. And that broke my heart. It's like why is that? These are my kids. I I I feel protective over them, you know? And all of them have the God-given potential to achieve their dreams. Whether it's going to UCSD, SDSU, vocational training, join the military, whatever it is you want, you should be bound by nothing but your own dreams. Right. And that's just not true right now. Some kids are landlocked out of opportunity because of circumstances outside of their, their control. How's the family feel about you getting uh, unlocking this level and becoming uh, one of two names on the final ballot They're for Travis and Mayor? They're really proud. Yeah. yeah my, my brother's proud. My brother's in the Navy and he's younger than me and he's proud. And he's seen how hard it's been. You know, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. They're running for office. That's what I'm saying. Is like, a, I, I tip my cap to all of you guys and yeah. everyone who's running. You know, it seems like a mm-hmm. difficult job path to get to where you guys want to get because everyone's taking shots at you guys Mm -hmm. from left from right from your friends from your foes everybody given an opportunity i mean you accused me of not supporting you all the way and being mean to you when i was on the uh on the panel for the voice of san diego and and it was just i have no affiliations i like to i like to keep it real like and with but with you i like what you're saying you. you know i enjoy the message that you're conveying my hope is that you pull it off and you actually put what you're saying into motion, mm-hmm. and we start seeing some of these uh, these ideas be- manifest themselves. You know, I think that's exactly what we need. For me, it doesn't matter how old. If you were 73 and you were still banging the drum that I can do this, I can do that, I'd be like, all right, you know what? Based on what you're telling me right. and your experience and the tools that you have and the assets that you bring, I'm with it. Yeah, man. How hard was it to convince some of these uh, some of these cohorts <laughs> to to jump on board and and then to give you these uh these endorsements, man. You know, it, it was it was a nasty race. But it wasn't that hard because these people love their city. And I've run against people in the past and past elections that like were very petty and never would support me, even though we we're the same party and all that stuff. But I was privileged to run against people who really love this city, right? Rudy Ramirez has been here forever. Jill Galva, city councilman. Same thing with Encarnacion. She's been, you know, doing work in the city for 20 years. Daryl Roberts. Daryl Roberts, not on the ballot, but good guy, right? And he, Not car- on the belly yet, and, and he carried me, man. Like the firefighters really carried me. So shout out to them. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of support from labor unions, from small business orgs and uh, a whole bunch of people. And it was really, we fielded the whole team. I would have lost if this was just Amar. But th- there was a we behind us. There was a powerful movement that came around a vision, right? Um, not experience, but a vision for moving forward. And I tell people, I can't do it alone. It's about you and me becoming an unstoppable we and any barriers we face as a city. We're going 
We're going to overcome them together, together, all of us. And that's why we won. We had a very inclusive, inclusive, inclusion revolution, as they call it, right? We're like, come as you are, whoever you are, Democrat, Republican, independent, I don't care, socialist, whatever, you're part of this big tent and we leave no one behind. And I think people want to feel that someone that could bring us all together. And that's what I've tried to do. Biggest fear, obstacle, moving yeah, forward that, to get to <clears throat> here's Chula the Vista biggest fear. I mean, the last thing you think about when you're going yeah, to yeah. sleep, you know, because I feel like I, that w- with me, uh, disconnecting is getting in my pillow, just laying there and closing my eyes. And it's like, okay, tomorrow I got to do this. Or mm-hmm. today I did this. I got to work on that. I got to do this. <clears throat> what is it that occupies your mind right before you go to sleep, man? Because I feel like that's when you're going through, I really need to focus on this issue. Yeah. What can prevent you from becoming mayor? If people don't vote, you know, if if people vote, we win. We're going to win. I'm a Democrat. He's a Republican. Our city's Democratic. We're moderate Democrats. If people vote, we're going to win. And if people are more hopeful about the future, um, they will win. If people are just in their hunkered mentality of, you know, scarcity and scared and not, not willing to take that leap of faith and, I think some of us in this community, we feel like we don't deserve better, right? We're like, we get complacent. We don't deserve it. Like I feel that sometimes, right? As a candidate, like I'd love, it'd be an honor to be mayor, but am I worthy, right? Other people of other demographics don't feel that, but we do, right? We're like, even when we- Imposter syndrome. That's exactly right, right? And, And what I'm here to say is that we are worthy. We deserve nice things in Chula Vista. We're the biggest city in the whole state without a university. We deserve one. Are we really? Yeah. We deserve a Bayfront. We deserve to have public safety fully funded. We deserve to be a global city, not just elbowed out um, by San Diego. We deserve nice things too. And we're going to get those things. And we're going to be a city that's going to have a bright future. And everyone from the governor on down believes in that vision. And we're going to make it happen. So help me God. Relax, Don. I'm I, fired up, dude. I know, man. I I'm see fired you get all up. Hype, man. I'm, fi- I, I'm, 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 I'm so hopeful. I'm so excited for this city. There's so much opportunity. I don't want to see us miss it. I don't want us to sit down here together in 20 years and be like, "Hey, whatever happened to that university?" That would that would be a nightmare for me. What are you and your team actively doing to raise awareness and ensure that people get out, go, and vote? Yeah, well, I mean, look, we're, we're turning on the spigot again. The last thing you need is to be in people's faces like 24-7. People needed a break from the election. Um, look, we had- It was an overwhelming election, yeah, right? All not, throughout San Diego. All throughout the state too. Yeah. I mean, but especially San Diego. Look, we had, we had the recall, right? Then we had the election and we had a special election to, for Akila Weber and she had part of Chula Vista. Then we had the special election between David Alvarez and Georgette, Georgette which by the way, we should have David on. Um, or, you connect me. I'll make these happen. Yeah, yeah. Bring should, me the highest ranking Mexican in the land. Yeah. Bring me the U.S. senator. We'll, when he's we'll here, sit down and we'll, we'll make it we'll happen. We'll do it while we're eating carne asada fries. From the leaders. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that's that's what we're, we're, you know, people are tired of these elections, man. You know, so we wanted to give them a break. But it's August. They always say like um, Labor Day is when things kick off again. Okay. Right? That's when campaigns hit the ground running. So we give everyone some breathing room. But voting starts in October. So we're going to, we're starting to turn this on and we're talking to people going, you'll, you'll find me everywhere, literally all over the place. I'm for like, for better or for worse. Sheesh. Exactly. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. But we're, we're going to get out there. And if you want to volunteer, go to our website, campacampaign.com. If you want to donate, go to campacampaign.com. 
Um, but we're a people-led campaign, man. Yeah, and you are. You had a lot of um, high school students yeah, helping you out, leading, leading the pack. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? We went to the high schools and we said, hey, you could get, you know, um, you can get a, a community service uh, doing this. And I told them I started off as an intern in a campaign for Obama and here I am. So um, get your foot in the door. And they were galvanized by that. And we have a saying on the campaign to our kids that you come for a mar, but you stay for each other. This is not about me. What they're going to do is going to make what I do as mayor pale in comparison. My hope is that they go on to be mayor, be governor. You're be trying president. to you're trying to grab the baton from Mary, as she right. put it, and you're, I'm going to pass it on to them. Exactly. So you know that's how it's always been building that that broad tent. I'm trying to convince Marcel to run for office, but she. She's seen what I've been through and she's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but we're going to get her on Marcella, board. your campaign manager. Yeah, don't you think Probably the most important part in your corner, exactly. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. She's the one out there, we talk about banging drums. She's the one mm-hmm. doing it with hands, feet, head, everything. Right, exactly. She's trying to make it happen. She does, right. I need to get her on here. Yeah, she you know, a great we need, story. We need to bring her on here. She's very, uh, she's intelligent and she's very calculated in what she does. So I, I'd right. love to sit down and Which take is her why brain. she probably will never come That's on what here. I was going to say. <laughs> All reasons why she'll never come right, on here. Exactly, yeah, yeah, she's over there drinking whiskey. No, she knows she what's up. Great story. She's a dreamer and uh, incredible in, in every sense, not just in the documented sense, but it's a really good team. And I was sitting with Jill yesterday. That blows my fucking mind, bro. Yeah, I was, I you guys were at each other's throat. Yeah. You guys were like not throwing pebbles. You guys were legitimately throwing boulders at each I other. I tried to be respectful because mm-hmm. I knew the day would come when I would, if if I were to win, that I would want her help. Yeah, you can't go in too hard on your opponents, especially in the primaries because yeah. one come a day that you will need to be calling upon them be like, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. I know I talked a lot of shit. Right. But how's about you jump on board and yeah. help me out? Yeah. We weren't below the belt. I mean, she said some things and I, I shared my story with her and she kind of came around and, you know, my vision with her experience is that it's a dynamic duo that our opponent won't be able to prevail over. And the vision that we have will be executed with a bench of experience with, you know, with her by my side. So as personal achievements go, mm-hmm. you've worked in the uh, Obama, mm-hmm. what is it called? Administration, Administration and, the White House. and the White House. How would becoming Chula Vista mayor mm-hmm. compared to that achievement? Oh, nothing compares to being the mayor of your city, man. Because before I was those things, I was a kid at Eastlake High School, Southwestern College, growing off of Woodlawn Kearney, growing up in Chapala and San Miguel Ranch. And my dad was- You grew up around. in Chapala? Yeah. Oh man, I, we- Wait, we really? Yeah, our first house that we bought when we got married. On the day we got married, we got keys to our home, um, Sedona. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So right yeah. next to you, right next to you, uh, yeah. the, it's Chapala. Then going up is right There's there in Cabo. Sedona. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, way. that's crazy. Yeah, man. Interesting side note in Guadalajara, in Chapala, in oh. the town of Chapala. Mm. I don't know if you're aware of this. There's a town named Chapala, and mm. and on the outskirts of Guadalajara, and within that um, town, there's a community called Chula Vista. And Get it, and it fucking blew my mind because when I got home, I was like, wait a second, right here we are in Chula Vista, and there's a community named Chapala. Which one's older? Oh. Well, Come on, guy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, yeah, I think there's a place called Ch- Chula Vista in Florida. No, Boca Raton, which is yeah. the street I lived on in Chula Vista. Um, where are we? Where, what were we talking about? I'm, I'm following my mayor. You lead me, man. <laughs> you, you're the one creating the path, yeah, creating change, yeah. bringing, bringing a new sense of, of new vision. Yeah, and that's what it is, man. I, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I just want... You know, you're going to the Padres game, right? Yes, sir. I would love to have people who usually go to the Padres game come to a, a game in Chula Vista. Go right? ahead. A stadium, something, right? right? And you know, if we get the university, we're going to get a stadium and we're going to have some like 
Division One teams, whether it's soccer or basketball or baseball or football or all of the above, because we have binationally talented kids here, right? We're uh, in a hotbed for athletics. Oh yeah, as it relates to men and women's soccer, mm-hmm. baseball and softball, mm-hmm. and football. I mean, I feel like we we have athletes that check every box, and they're all coming from here. It's mm-hmm. awesome to me when Little League World Series come and you see a Chula Vista right. Little League team out right. there, you know, on the national spotlight, garnering all this attention that's well-deserved. When you see a, a young man from Eastlake High School get drafted in the first round by the Boston Red Sox, you right. know, or taking it even back to the 90s when Adrian Gonzalez or, right. or late 90s, Go and early Titans. 2000s, when, when Adrian Gonzalez was drafted out of Eastlake High School that's to right. the Florida Marlins. Like, that is awesome. Yeah, man. That is cool. And people, I feel, and that that's, that's when... I, you hear my homerism comes out. Mm. There's a lot of talent here in Chula Vista. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of talent that I don't think is, uh, has received the, the appropriate spotlight that we mm. deserve. You know, being the second largest city in, in the County of San Diego is nothing to scoff at. We have mm. over 300,000, if not 300,000 close enough right. that it's, that we can see it. It's like, that's a lot of people. Yeah, man. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of a shoulder, a weight to shoulder mm-hmm. for a future mayor. Right. With the biggest Bayfront and the Western seaboard, we're going to have so much opportunity. What intimidates you? There's got to be an intimidation, man. This is this is new for you. There's got to be something that intimidates you about the role. What does day one look like? All right, you you, you mm-hmm. are now been voted mayor. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's January first. Everything mm-hmm. has happened. You mm-hmm. are now the mayor of mm-hmm. Chula Vista. What is your most pressing issue that you need to handle? What does it look like for you on day one becoming mayor? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I think the economy is going to be in a, in a tough place potentially. So we're going to maybe have to figure out, you know, what do we prioritize our our ambitions or do we have to kind of stabilize the economy here? We have $30 million that we have in COVID relief money that we're going to be spending for small business relief. So if you know a small business that's struggling next year, let us know. We have to spend it by 2024 and we're going to have $30 million to play with. Man, I know small business is struggling now, man. It's crazy to walk around um, certain parts of Chula Vista and and just see uh, boarded up windows Mm -hmm. or just shops that have closed down. It's a tough time. So that's it's number one is, is make sure how we administer that $30 million, right? In a timely fashion, partnering with groups like Community Through Hope and South Bay Community Service and, and others to say, how do we tackle the homelessness issue, right? Because we're, we're uh, homelessness is a big city problem and we're becoming a big city. We're seeing homelessness increase, right? All around Third Avenue and everywhere else. Even in East Chilvista, millennia, like you're, you're seeing it there too. That's a big city problem, right? Um, dealing with Unfortunately, that. I think it's going to take more than the mayor. To, 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 to address yeah. that and, and rectify and get us back on the right track. Right, right. And then, um, you know, we sit on big agencies like Sandag and MTS. And I, I just got uh, Mayor Todd Glory's endorsement. I met with him a couple of days ago. Damn. And he's like, it's going to be me and you, man, the two big cities trying to- Todd Glory endorse you. Yeah, yeah. So he sees he sees the vision and he's on board and he wants to make sure Chula Vista succeeds. Uh, we might not always agree on everything because we're a commuter town and he might want to do more transportation and we're going to have to navigate what that looks like. And we don't want to pay certain taxes that a commuter town is not going to benefit from directly. So we're going to have to work through all those things together. But we have a similar vision on trying to elevate our cities and our communities across zip codes and and, and across economic uh, incomes. So I think, you know, num- day number one, the $30 million, how we administer that, create a task force for homelessness on day one, um, figure out, you know, working with different groups about building more housing for our city because housing is an issue, making sure that the Bayfront's coming online by 2025 and not a day later because all of us are finding a punchline. We've been waiting for 30 years. And then now that I have, I'll be in, in office, have even 
continue our conversations with UCSD and the CSU systems on how to get us a university because I want to see that happen. It's going to take a couple of years, but I want to see it happen, you know, and, and hopefully by the end of my first term, if not the end of my second term. Um, and get federal grant writers. We don't have grant writers to request money. Imperial Valley gets a lot more money than Chula Vista and we're bigger because they have federal grant writers. It's not sexy, you know? These are small bureaucratic things that we can do to fix things. I've talked to the city manager who basically co-leads the city, right? Because we're not a strong mayor city for those who are listening. The city manager has a lot of influence, a lot of power, right? And so I want to work with her on getting rid of some of the the cumbersome bureaucracy and red tape for permitting for small businesses, right? So much bureaucracy. So much. And we have so to, many hoops to jump. And and cannabis obviously is another way to diversify our, our revenue as a city. And we have some licenses to give out for dispensaries. So we need to go through all that and make sure that we bring that online in a way that makes sure that our city is resilient against another economic crisis, right? That we're growing our, our revenue in a way that blunts any future economic downturns, right? It's been awesome to have you up here and give it's us a over? little update. That's it, man. Oh, I, mean, man. You're, you, I mean, I'm looking around Marcella. You're boring her, bro. She already she started has to hear it every day. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for coming in again. Yeah, brother. We're going to keep coming in. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see. Here we are, August. Mm-hmm. First week of August. Mm-hmm. September, October, November. It's right around the corner, man. Mm-hmm. You guys are, you guys got your hands full. Uh, I look forward to seeing exactly how you uh, plan to uh, lay out the groundwork to becoming the mayor yeah. of Chula Vista. You're neck deep into it. You know, oh, yeah. you're, you're all in right now. Oh yeah. Will we be seeing ads on TV or what? what You'll what? see it all. Yeah. You'll see how does it one all. market and, and, and advertise for uh, Chula Vista mayor? How does that look? Is it radio? Is it coming on here on Emo Brown? And what, what is all this? It's just a shotgun approach because you don't know what gets voters. Mm. Is it mail? Is it digital? Is it field? It's all the above. And those young kids you saw, those 20, 40 kids that we have, they'll be knocking on doors, making phone calls right next to me and Jill in a neighborhood near you. We're going to keep working it every single day until the day is done. And then the work doesn't end on election day. It starts on inauguration day. And that's where the real fun starts. You hit all the cliches. I think this is where I'm going to cut you (laughs) off. You hit about 17 (laughs) cliches today, Amar. Good luck. Ladies and gentlemen, Amar Kampanajar. (laughs) 